Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Entry. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. He said, they are not drunk as you suppose. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. The first preaching after resurrection, when the Holy Ghost came, the as soon as he started, he said, no, you are getting this wrong. Then he quoted scripture to explain the situation. Well, how come you are doing something in church or a certain so-called acclaimed Christian behavior? It cannot be explained by scripture. It's not Christian. Because if it is Christian, scripture must be able to endorse it or explain it. He said, I don't have much to say. The scriptures have said, said this is what you are seeing. This is that which is prophesied by Joel. He says that it shall come to pass in the last days, says the Lord, or says God, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. That flesh there means humanity. Upon all flesh. Those types used to come on Moses. as goes. Then Elijah. Then he goes. And then Elisha. Then he goes. Because at that time, the spirit was not upon all flesh. Was upon individuals. Bible says, and the spirit of the Lord came upon Samson. And the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. And the spirit of the Lord came upon Saul. The spirit of the Lord came upon uh, Jeremiah. So the spirit of God comes on individuals. But I said, in the last days, after Christ comes to die and goes, the story will change. It's not going to come on individuals, but it's going to come <laughs> Several people at the same time. Sons and daughters shall prophesy your young men shall see vision. Your old men shall dream dreams. The next verse. And on my man, men servants and my maid servants, I'll pour out my spirits in those days and they shall. Once the spirit comes upon you, something else happens. Why is he saying this? Is this a quotation? Did he quote? This is a quotation. Peter was quoting from where? From where? Yeah, so he was quoting from Joel. He said, this is what Joel the prophet said. And he started quoting. Started quoting. And then he says that, look at the next verse. Let's read it all together. Ah. So this whoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's a continuation of the outpouring of the Spirit. Then Peter finished his quotation. He said, this thing you are seeing, its end result is whoever shall, oh man, whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. What I'm talking about is people were saved in Acts 2, 30, 47. People were saved and added to the church. Acts chapter 4, verse 11. Very powerful, verse 11 and 12. He said that this is the stone which you, the builders, rejected which has become the chief corner. When they were building the institution of God, they put the Jesus aside. We don't need this one. We don't need this one. He said, that has become what you, that defining factor of everything. Look at the next verse. I like that. He said, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given amongst men by which we must be saved. You see, the saving is coming. It's coming. By which we must be saved. Acts 15, 11 talks about how if God has saved us the way he saved, he has saved them in the same way he saved us. But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved in the same manner 
as they. So save through Jesus. And Acts 16, 31. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. So, this saving thing is part of God's plan. Right from the time the Holy Spirit came down. Right from the time Jesus came down. Right from the time he died, he was buried. God has salvation on his mind. I see your household beginning to experience salvation. Now, whoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Is <laughs> Okay, for whoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Calling on the name of the Lord to be saved is not even only salvation for heaven, but saved on earth. Saved from satanic attack. Saved from anything that is not of God. Saved. And so sometimes you have been saved because it takes believing in the Lord Jesus to be justified. But to be saved, you have to call on his name. So, even though you have been justified, you're on the way to heaven, this demon of sleeplessness that are bothering you, you must learn how to call on the name of the Lord. So, the Holy Spirit coming upon us believers, the ultimate is that we shall be able by the Spirit to call on the name of the Lord and to be saved. Because when you call on a person, when I say, come, that's the person. If I want the person, I call the name. When I call the name, I get the person. So, the name of Jesus is, when you mention, when you call the name of Jesus, you are talking about his, uh, uh, um, his, his, his identification. That's what is known to be his name, Jesus. But when you call on Jesus, his person, when his person comes, it's the spirit that has come. Because where, where is he? So when you, call, when you call on the name of the Lord and Jesus shows up, actually, it's the spirit that you have got. That is why he poured out the spirit and everything is ending on if you, for whoever shall call on the name of the Lord. For some reason, I found out that even calling on the name of the Lord is a daily thing. It must be a daily thing. Psalm 88 verse 9 in the Old Testament. Call daily, every day, day by day. Let's read it out from the screen. I call daily Christians. So, watch this. Calling on the name of the Lord has been something that has been going on long, long time ago. Everybody who walked with God, practically in the Old Testament, call on the name of the Lord. Starting from Enoch. Enoch, call on the name of the Lord. Abraham, call on the name of the Lord. Isaac, call on the name of the Lord. Job, call on the name of the Lord. Moses, call on the name of the Lord. David, call on the name of the Lord. The song writes, Psalm, Psalm Asa, call on the name of the Lord. One of the people who wrote the Psalm is called Herman. Call on the name of the Lord. Isaiah, call on the name of the Lord. Jeremiah, call on the name of the Lord. The people of God, call. It was a regular practice. And it was a daily thing. God likes his people to call on him daily. Call on him daily. Call on him daily. It, to the extent that it was even a commandment. God, I think Psalm 50 verse 15. What does Psalm 50 verse 15 say? This is God told you. Call upon me in the day of time. God is called. He loves it when you call on him. Call on me. And in 
in the believer's time, in the New Testament time, after the Holy Spirit has come, when you call, you shall have the Spirit to save you. Are you getting something? So, it was something they were doing in the Old Testament. All of them were calling on the name of it. Then, the Holy Spirit comes, and as, um, Peter explains it, and says that it shall come to pass, that whoever, and it shall come to pass, that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, I want to explain something to you. Do you know that it became a regular practice of the believers? A regular practice to the extent that Paul even told Timothy, serve God with those who call on the name from a pure heart. <laughs> Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 22. He said, flee youthful last. You are lasting. Look for someone who calls on the name of the Lord. Serve God with them. <laughs> yeah. Flee also youthful last, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call. You have to get some people and who are calling on the name of God. Sometimes when you come to church and you see certain people, who look like they call on the name of the but you can tell it's not from a pure heart. Distance yourself from them. If you mean business to serve God well, then be very particular and selective whom you call a Christian brother friend. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 2. Can we all read it out from the screen? So this is the book of introduction, the book of Corinthians. Yes, is Paul an apostle to who? To the church of God, which is at Corinth. Uh -huh. Let's go. To those in Christ, called to be saved, with all who in every place call on the name of the God. All. So it's not only to the Corinthian church. Particularly, it was assigned, written to the Corinthian church, those sanctified in Christ but not only to them, to also all the other people. So how did he identify the other people? Those who call on the name of the Lord. When, so when Stephen was being stoned, he made a terrible impression on Paul or Saul. He made an impression on him. A serious impression. What did he do? It's not the forgiveness, just the forgiveness he asked. In Acts chapter 7, Verse 56, 57, 58, 59. All right, let's go to 54. When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart and they gnashed their teeth at him and they gnashed at him with their teeth. But he, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God and said, look, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice, stopped their ears, and ran at him with one accord. Now look at this verse, verse 58. And they cast, out, uh, they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their cloth at the feet of a young man named Saul. They put their clothes and they were stoning the guy because they need to. No, those that they used to rise to your feet, please. No, yeah, they used to carry things a lot like that around them, cloth. But the dressing was full of clothes, so they have to remove their garment, put it there, so that they can, their hands can be free, so they can stone. 
They stoned him. They stoned him. And they put, so Saul was there. Look at the next verse. And they stoned Stephen as he, ah. So when they were stoning him, he discovered Paul. Saul saw that this guy was, was practicing something. It made an impression on him. He was practicing something. He was calling on the name of the Lord. guy is unique. He called on the name of the Lord and he said, Lord Jesus. How did he call? Lord Jesus. Then whatever was continuing, he added, receive my spirit. That's why he died because he was saved by receiving his spirit. You don't you say receive my spirit. You say save my family. <laughs> Lord Jesus, bless my, my marriage. Lord Jesus, bless my health. Lord Jesus, give me peace. So, but call on the name of the Lord. So he called the name of the Lord and Saul. Oh, and he saw the way this guy was calling on the name of the Lord. He realized that it's a unique practice he has not seen. He said, so to identify those who are believers, because the thing was now a daily thing, they're calling on the name which God commanded. They were practicing it daily. That's why when Paul was writing to Corinthians, he said, to all who call on the name of the Lord. So when he went to uh, from town to town, he was going to Damascus. How do you know there are believers there? Because they are all Jews. They dress like you. But you identify them by the way they called on the name of the Lord. Because after the Holy Ghost comes, there is something you can't stop but to do. Calling on the name of the Lord. Shall Lord Jesus. So Acts 9.14 Acts 9.14, Ananias having a transaction with God. He said, this guy, and here he has, he has authority from the chief priest to bind who, which type of people? All who call on your name. Look at verse 21. Acts 9.21. Then all who heard were amazed and said, is this not he who destroys those who? So Paul was, look, how did he identify the Christians? By the way they call on the name of the Lord. Because when the Holy Ghost came, part of enjoying the Lord is calling on his name. Calling on his name. Lord Jesus, save my mom, my marriage. Lord Jesus, save United Kingdom. Lord Jesus, save the queen. Save the private. Lord Jesus. <laughs> So they called on the name of the Lord. Why did I say he made an impression? To the extent that when he was giving an account of what happened to him, Acts chapter 22 verse 20, when he was narrating this, he was telling about how he used to be bad. He says that, and when the blood of your martyr Stephen was shed, I also was standing by concerning to his death and guarding the clothes of those who were killing him. The thing impacted him so much. When he met Jesus, he, he referred to it. Because he saw this guy calling on the name of the Lord in a way that was unusual. Calling on the name of the Lord. Calling on the name of... Look at verse 14. Oh, is it verse 16? Verse 14. Then he said, The God of our fathers has chosen you that... That's Ananias talking to him. That you know his will... And to see the just one and hear the voice. Okay, look, look, go to the next verse. For you will be his witness to all the men. That's Ananias talking to Paul. Look at the next verse. Verse 16. And now, why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized. Wash 
away your sins. That's when he also started the thing. So Ananias, when Ananias went to him, he, Paul, this is Paul confessing what happened. But Ananias, we didn't, Acts chapter 9, it wasn't said. But here, Paul said, when Ananias came, he prayed for him that he must receive the Holy Spirit. And he said, get up, let's baptize you, calling on the name of the Lord. So they were always calling on the name of the Lord. That is why Paul told Timothy, he himself was a caller. So he said, listen, flee youthful lust, but pursue righteousness, godliness, faith with all those who call on it. Because it is a regular thing for believers to call. Calling on the name of the Lord is not an internal thing. It's, it's speaking it aloud. So when we come here day by day, every day, we are coming to call on the, on the name of the Lord. One of the ways, I like this one, I discovered this. How many of you know that Jesus, when he resurrected from the dead, John chapter 20, verse 22, he breathed upon them. So, and he said, what did he say? Let's all read, let's go. So when he has said this, he just breathed on them and he said, receive you the Holy Spirit. So his breath is the Holy Spirit. And when you become born again, and you have to be calling on the name of the Lord daily, when you are calling on the name of the Lord, and you are receiving the Spirit, that, that means that if it's the Holy Spirit is his breath, breath, then one of the ways, calling on the name of the Lord also means that you are breathing him in. To call on the name of the Lord is like, as you call, you are breathing him in. So in Jeremiah, sorry, in Lamentations chapter 3, verse 55 and 56, it will surprise you what I found. I called on your name, O Lord, from the lowest pit. You have heard my voice. Do not hide your ear from my sighing. Now, the word translated sighing is breathing. Some translations say, from my breathing. So, calling on the name of the Lord is the same as breathing in the Lord. Because he is the spirit. So when we come and we are calling his name, we are exercising our breathing him in. We are breathing. That is why when the Holy Ghost was poured out, Peter told them that, and it will come to pass that those who, sh oh, come on. For it will come to pass that as many as or whoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Because the Spirit has been given, and as you are calling him, you are breathing him in. You are sucking him in. You are receiving him into your system. When you call on his name, you are engaging the Spirit. You can't engage the Spirit without calling on his name. For whoever shall call on his name shall be saved. Jesus is the spirit. Also in John, Jesus is the living water. How many of you are aware of that? Yeah, Jesus is the living water. In John chapter 10, sorry, chapter 4, verse 10. Let's all read. This is Jesus talking. Let's go. The, the background to this story was he, he saw the woman. He was at the well. And he said, can I, can I have some water to drink? How is it that you Jew, as a Jewish man, men don't even ask women in public water, that you are, and Jews and Samaritans are enemies. How come that you Jew ask me a Samaritan woman, water? Jesus said, you don't know. You are now going to political matters. He said, if you knew, let's read what Jesus said. I've asked him, and he will give you the living water. He said, I carry the living water. I don't 
need anything from you. It's like offering. If you knew what, who it was and what church it is or what the blessedness of giving in the house of God, if you knew it, when the pastor said, every time you'll be forced, pastor, please, let's take offering. Oh, give us chance to give more. Give us chance to give more. So, Paul, if we say we are not taking offering, you say, oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So, he said, if you knew the gift of God. You see, what you don't know is what is killing you. What you don't know is what is killing you. He said, if you knew the gift of God and who you are dealing with. If you knew the one standing before you and asking you something, you would have rather started asking. You would have rather asked him. You would have asked him and he would have given you living waters. Living waters. Because this water you are boasting about, when you drink it, you'll be thirsty again. Look at verse 14. Verse 14 says that, but who is it? They told her that the water, this thing you are making noise about, when you fetch, you go and drink it to finish. You come back and test again. But I said, But whoever drinks of the water I shall give him will never. Ah, so Jesus has water. He has water. We will never test. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up to everlasting life. This is not ordinary water. The water I carry is not ordinary water. And so Jesus is the spirit to give himself to us as the spirit. At the same time, he's the water. Isaiah chapter 12 verse 3. Let's all read out. We are reading 3 and 4. Let's all read out from the script. Go. One more time. You draw water for the last time. Louder. That's why joyfulness is important. Those of you who come to church and your, your faces are like you've been baptized with lemon juice. You can't worship. So he says that I, with, with joy, I will draw out water. How can you do that with moroseness? The wealth of salvation doesn't respond to joylessness. With joy. So Satan will do anything to sit on your joy. Overcome him. Don't let him sit on your joy. With joy. Because to draw out from the well of salvation, water is joy. It takes joy. Joy is your cup. Joy is your cup to fill. Without joy, you can't draw it out. I will, he said, therefore with joy, you will draw out water from the wells of salvation. Verse 4. And let's go. Make declare his name. He said, In that day you will say, Praise the Lord. Call upon his name. Your means of drawing is call upon because he's the water. So, to breathe him in, you call upon his name. To draw him as water, you call upon his name. That is why, pastor, in Romans, I, I feel like preaching. In Romans chapter 10, verse 
12 and 13, that is why it says that for, for there is no distinction between Jew or Greek, for the same Lord is rich unto all. Did you see that? The Lord is rich. If you want to enjoy the richness of God, you must learn, you must master the game of calling upon his name. God is rich too. If you want to enjoy his riches, his richness, call on his name. You begin to suck him in as breath. You begin to drink him in as water for enjoyment for your life. For your life to begin to see the richness of God. I, find, I, I, I feel sorry for people who don't master and who don't give themselves to calling upon the name of the Lord. Because the more you keep calling, when you come into our midst, we are all praying. We are all praying. We are call, sometimes speaking to us and say, Lord Jesus! Lord Jesus! They must hear us calling on his name. You must be heard calling on his name. Did you receive something? Amen. We thank God for using his servant, Reverend Dr. David Entry, to share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at caris.org. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Caris Ministries. Stay blessed.